0: What's up, guys? We are the Fantasy Daydreamers, and after another great week of football, we're back.
1: What's up? What's good? It's your boy Big Gang, your host JJ, and this is the Fantasy Daydreamers Podcast. You guys can follow me on Twitter at JJ Daydreamers. With me today, I have Ryan.
0: What's up, guys? You know, Twitter, R-O-K-K-O Daydreamer.
1: And keone is here with us today
2: hello everybody you can get my tweets and tweets and every other thing from on the twitter at daydreamer keone
1: thank you guys for joining me here today as
2: usual this tuesday
1: podcast we got some news to go over we got week six recap and then we got the waiver wire ads drops what have you so let's get into this news So before Sunday, Christian McCaffrey was placed on IR. He'll be missing uh, two more weeks after he missed this last week again, at least two more weeks going on IR. So keep starting Trevor Hubbard.
2: He's there. Yeah, it's just frustrating because it's like, why why put him on IR? Or like, why not do it earlier? If you're just going to put like end up putting him on IR now, you know, it's just, it's, it's frustrating.
1: Running back for the Seattle Seahawks, Alex Collins, suffered a hip and glute injury. The extent is not yet known. He did miss the overtime portion of the game Sunday night. So uh, something to keep an eye on as Chris Carson was also put
2: on IR. So do you go with like a Travis Homer or a DJ Dallas or just not at all?
1: I think I go not at all. Rashad Penny is supposed to be back according to Pete Carroll. So I think it'll be a three-headed backfield making it making me want to stay away even more.
0: If I had to pick though, I think DJ Dallas.
1: Yeah, me too. I, I agree with that. If you're making if you're making me pick one of them, DJ. Go DJ. Debat DJ. <laughs>
0: Oh, bro, i was in, bro. <laughs> Running back
1: for the Cleveland Browns. Kareem Hunt suffered a calf injury. It is not an Achilles-related injury, so that is good news as he was not touched whenever he got injured. He just kind of went down and held his calf, so it, it looked scary. He is expected to miss four to six weeks, though, and is more than likely headed to IR. Hopefully they get Nick Chubb back. If not... ah. Uh... They Stay play on Thursday night. And they play on Thursday night. Baker Mayfield, quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, underwent an MRI on his left shoulder and is now getting a second opinion. So I don't think that uh, first opinion went the way he wanted to. They, As Ryan said, they do play on Thursday night, so it's a short week for them. So, Just something to keep an eye on. I don't think you're starting Baker Mayfield. But I don't know if you want to start any Cleveland Browns this week unless Nick Chubb comes back. Do you guys agree with that?
0: Um, yeah, until I find out what happens with Nick Chubb, I'll – because yeah, they're going to use a running back. I don't know which one it is, but they're going to use a running back.
1: I think we might talk
0: about it a little later.
1: Okay. Wide receiver for the New York Giants, Kadarius Tony, sustained an ankle injury. There's no uh, status update as of now, as of the recording of this podcast. So – uh, just something to keep an eye on. He was one of the waiver wire ads last week. Running back Latavius Murray left with an ankle injury after scoring a touchdown for the Ravens. It's another backfield with a bunch of guys in it. So it's just something to keep an eye on. Paris Campbell left early with a foot injury, the wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. It is said to be significant by coach Frank Wright, and he will miss time. So. Uh, yeah again not someone you're starting ty hilton also was ruled out with a quad injury of that game his first game back after starting the season on ir it's just rough for
2: ty hilton yeah. had a good game yeah he did uh, always against texans though true very true
1: Rookie wide receiver Terrace Marshall Jr. was ruled out early with a concussion for the Carolina Panthers. He's gonna be going through concussion protocol this week. So something to keep an eye on if you are holding on to him, seeing if he pops this season. Just keep holding, I guess, right? Or or is it time to move on for
2: Terrace Marshall? Um, he's with Carolina yes. Yeah. That I team mean, hasn't looked great the past few weeks. But, yeah. I, I, th- I mean, that team plays so much better with CMC. So, um, is it worth getting rid of him, though?
1: I think you can move on. I think if if anything happens, you'll be able to pick up Marshall um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, drop, Terrence Marshall Jr. in a couple weeks here. Yeah, that's a good point. I would
0: drop Robbie Yeah, Definitely drop Terrence Marshall.
1: Yeah, Robbie Anderson finally got in the end zone, though. <laughs> but
0: yeah, I still dropping, bro. I'm sorry. I, too I saw this too dude. late,
1: Robbie. I
0: saw this dude have a ball hit him in the chest. Yeah. I'm not blaming this on Sam anymore, bro. I'm sorry. Mm. You've been targeted. You got to start catching.
2: Yeah. Air, Air Anderson has been grounded due to no hands.
1: Dak Prescott uh, will have an MRI on his calf. He had the MRI. Sorry about that. They're heading into their bye week, so he's going to have extra time to recover. He didn't seem very concerned with it. He said he'll be fine, so so, so the the bye week came at a good time. Yeah. Looks like he'll be able to play. Dawson Knox left Monday night's game early with a hand injury. No no further information has come out about that yet. He was one of those tight ends uh, climbing the rankings here, though. So uh, definitely turning into one of those streaming options. Just kind of hurts you if uh, he's going to miss time. And then Julio Jones was also ruled out early on Monday night's game with a hamstring injury that I'm sure that same hamstring injury he's been dealing with. Can you drop Julio Jones at this point? Or because of name brand recognition? (laughs) Not yet.
2: I, I don't know. It depends on like it's a, it depends on how long he's going to be out for, but because um, if it's like it all season though, I know. So it's, if it's gonna if if they say at least like two to three weeks, then I say yes because there's there's just too many times where it's like, are they gonna be are they gonna be okay? Or are they not gonna be okay? And it's just that at a certain point, it's just like no, stop. It's the same this.
1: thing that Michael Thomas went through last season. And if you, mm. I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, but if you had Michael Thomas last year. Or, or if you knew that Julio Jones was going to put do the same thing that Michael Thomas did last year, I don't think you would want what he put up last year. He's not right. worth and it.
2: Like Joe Mixon as well, to a certain extent. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: yeah. I agree. Um, remember, bye weeks are here. So, bye weeks have already started. So, just keep an eye on that. And then week six, we're here. Players that started the season on the pup, they are now eligible to come off of the pup. Michael Thomas, players like that. Um, it doesn't seem like Michael Thomas is quite ready to come back, but maybe uh, that's a sneaky ad for in a, few, in a few weeks. And that'll do it for today's news. Let's move on to our week six recap. So what are two things you guys took away from this week's slate of games? Ryan, you want to go first?
0: Yeah, Um, it is that (sighs) I'm a little disappointed in DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I know um, he got two touchdowns. What the what? um,
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: Well, I mean, let me finish it up. Let me finish it up here.
2: He's on pace
0: for his least amount of targets, catches, and yards since his rookie year. So he is catching touchdowns at a crazy rate what did I say about Jamar Chase a couple of weeks ago, right? Touchdowns are unpredictable. It's all about volume. He is not getting the same volume he was getting all these years. And everyone keeps thinking, like, he's we're putting him in the wide receiver one range. I think he's closer to wide receiver two. I think he actually is a wide receiver two. He's on pace for 16 touchdowns which would be a career high for him, right? With the volume, it does not make sense for him to have 16 touchdowns. Something is going to either he's going to get this crazy volume, which I don't think so, because in the out of the six games, he's led the team in targets three of them. The other three, Rondo Moore, Christian Kirk, and uh, Chase Edmonds. All right. The offense is good. (laughs) It's a great offense. They're going to score points. But I don't think, I think when everyone drafted Hopkins, they were thinking they were going to get 150 targets. He's on pace for 101, right? They just traded for Zach Ertz. They're going to use him. I'm not, I'm not saying that Ertz is amazing, right? But he's going to be fantasy relevant. Kyrie Murray also runs the ball, sneaks in for a lot of touchdowns. I am just scared, and I actually traded away DeAndre Hopkins for Deontay Johnson and Miles Sanders because I don't believe this touchdown volume is going to stay there. He only had seven and six the last two seasons. I think he has six right now. So I I am I'm disappointed, in DeAndre Hopkins. I am getting off of him right now. I already have. I like this Cardinals offense. This Cardinals but, team is very good. But is I that from?
1: Think... Is that from? Are you disappointed in this last week? Because how can no, you no, be no, no, disappointed no, no. in this last but week? He, You're just I mean, saying he only had, he only you, had, you made the trade before the before the week, right?
0: Yeah, or yeah. You, but yeah. even with his two touchdowns, he still only had 55 yards and what three receptions?
1: Mm.
0: I don't want that from John. Like. Like the, mm. that's some, that's some Robert, Robert Tunyon type stuff from last year. That is, that is some un like, I don't, I don't want that, bro. I want, give me the eight catches for 95 yards. And even if he doesn't score, I'm still happy with that. Like more, give me the 15 targets, the 10 targets. It's I want that. Not, it's just
1: not the same. It's just not the same offense. Yeah, They're more true. explosive offense, but there's so many guys. There's so many places for Kyler to throw the ball, that it's just, That's not going
0: to happen. Exactly. That's why I'm getting off of him. I don't don't think he's going to keep scoring touchdowns the way he's scoring touchdowns. The volume isn't there. Again, Jamar Chase has gotten more targets the last three games than he did the first three games. He's only scored
2: one touchdown. You just just, uh, slide in different, different roles. But that's it. I'm sorry.
1: That's your, that's your one takeaway.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> I, I, th- I thought we we're going to move on. My second takeaway is actually leading into the Bengals and to Joe Mixon. I, I, I thank God that P Ryan was out because Joe Mixon dominated again. And Joe Burrow looks great. This is Joe and Joe sloppy Joes, whatever, whatever you want to call the tag team of that. And then Jamar chase again, the volume is up to Higgins is back. Healthy. Uh, CJ Umuzan now has scored three touchdowns in the last three games, uh, which is wild. Because uh, I mean, I, I I don't even know how to say his name name right. You said? It. I practiced that five times. I'm pretty you sure I said it, it wrong again. Oh, I did. Oh, I sweet so. baby Jesus, bro. No, well, no one looked that up because I didn't. Because I I practiced. So, uh, but I like this Bengals team. They're four and two. They lost a trash game last week on some field goals. But if he makes that field goals, they're a five and one team.
2: Well, that wasn't me.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I I like this Bengals offense. I think they're going to keep going off. Um, I like Joe. I, again, Joe Mixon is getting great volume. Uh, if he can stay healthy, I keep expecting that same thing. But even Chris Evans he got into the end zone. Uh, I think this is going to be a fantasy relevant team the rest of the season. And if someone's low on T. Higgins, I'll trade for him. And I think Jamar Chase is going to be a wide receiver one by the end of the season.
1: Because his volume is going up. Keone, what are some takeaways you had from week six? Okay,
2: so I think um, I'm going to be leading into the first of many uh, either Chargers or Chargers Ravens takeaways this week or discussions this week. But my first is what was confidence last week was arrogance this week. And so if you were, if you listened to the live stream last week, and you stayed till the end, first off, thank you, but second off, yeah, second off, um, I mentioned something um, about the Chargers and their fourth down attempts, or yeah, their fourth down conversion attempts, and how there's a difference between confidence and arrogance, with confidence being uh, saying you can do something knowing you can do it, versus arrogance being saying you can do something knowing you can't. This week, they could not, and because they were one and one for four on fourth down attempts this week against a defense that was clearly in control of the game. And either at a certain point, it's either negligence or you're just not willing to acknowledge that it's not working, but it like it's, yeah, I, it's just at this, at this, this week it was arrogance. And I noticed a lot of other teams we're going for it on fourth down as well, which I thought was interesting. And I don't know if, I don't know if that was inspired by the chargers from last week, but it just seemed interesting. But this week it did not work and they kept doing it and it just was not working. And so that to me felt like arrogance versus confidence. Um, but hopefully it will change moving on to the, um, next, next weeks and stuff like that. But then my second take, takeaway, um, is regardless of what happens this year. The Steelers need to move on from Ben Roethlisberger. Oh. I don't like they could they could go and win the Super Bowl for for all I care. I don't you really see that heart. happening. I, I, I'm heart. he's had a good run.
1: I know. Uh, I, I it's just so hard to put one down whenever it's done so much for you. You know. I know. It's, it's he's like old, well, he's like your family he's old dog. Yeller. Yeah, he's exactly, old Yeller at this point. Yes.
2: He needs to be taken in the back and uh, dealt with. I'll say. <laughs> But cuz he's just in the face <laughs> like he, he's just not good he's not what he used to be by any means yeah. and his accuracy downfield is really not that good and he he ba- he messes up pump fakes like he he fumbled the ball and like pump fakes <laughs> i mean come on pump fakes?
1: he doesn't know whenever he's throwing the ball so how can the defense know when he's <laughs> throwing the ball it's a great strategy
2: Uh, And it came;
1: it definitely came to light
2: whenever he went to pump fake the ball and threw it, or dropped it, or it was—he fumbled. It's it's just kind of sad at this point, to a certain extent. Like it's just like get this old man off the field. Um, but yeah, I think even if they win the Super Bowl, it's time for them to move on to a younger quarterback because this team is fairly young for the most part, and I think Big Ben is really the like obstacle in that in the way of them moving forward with any success.
1: Yeah, I agree. They got some work to do on that offensive line, but um, yeah, Big Ben is not what he used to be. All right, my two takeaways. The Vikings are always in close games. They have finished all but one game with a one-score difference, and that in that one game they won by 13 points. So it's just Two, two scores. I mean, they're always in close games. Justin Jefferson is a top 12 wide receiver this season. Adam Thielen out there scoring touchdowns like he does. Dalvin Cook, that run to get into the end zone, that was, I mean, just that outstretch to score that ball was amazing. Um, that was a lot of fun to watch the Vikings uh, win that game. And, I mean, Carolina is a pretty good team, too. They're a lot better than I thought they were going to be coming into the season. They're a lot of fun to watch, too. So, those two teams going at it this week, uh, it was a lot of drama there. It was a lot of fun. So, yeah. My other takeaway... The Cardinals are the real deal. The Arizona Cardinals handled the Cleveland Browns 37 to 17 on Sunday. Christian Kirk led the team in targets. AJ Green led the team in receiving yards. Both also scored touchdowns, but DeAndre Hopkins, as Ryan was talking about, scored two touchdowns, had the juke of the day, in my opinion, to get one in just and just (laughs) dives in. They're the only undefeated team left in the NFL. This defense is playing well. Yeah, the uh, Browns were banged up, but still, I thought it would be a closer game, just like the Browns and the Chargers last week. No, the, the Arizona Cardinals ran away with this one, and uh, yeah, was, uh, they did it without their coach too. Like, yes. So
2: that's and they're he's also their oh, play caller.
1: That was that was another point I was going to make. We saw the Saints. Uh, lose their a lot of their coaching staff earlier, and they did not look the same. It really seemed to hurt them and Arizona lost a big portion of their coaching staff this week and didn't affect them really They came out and they they handled business all right, what is one thing you loved from this week of games right
0: uh winning bets. <laughs> you know about that jj no i don't oh, okay <laughs> well well just for everyone else uh me and jj made a bet about Jalen hurts uh being a top 10 quarterback and he finished six this week so uh jj will be doing something next week on the pod for all yes. the, for everyone to see so check out that live stream and uh just just love winning winning bets beating keone being aaron fantasy, just a good week
1: Man. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I got nothing to say. Keone, what's one thing that you left? We don't have time for me to go into a rant about this <laughs> thing. So, Keone. Yeah.
2: Okay. Because so we can. There's there's caveats to Jalen Hurts, but that's that's all right. Um. No, he did. Yeah. No, it's true. Brian, the Brian results. Won that bet. Yeah. Um. So my love, as I alluded to, um, I'm kind of double dipping on the uh, the Chargers. Um. But I surprisingly. Love the way the Chargers lost, or in the manner that they lost. I know it sounds weird, right? And it's it's just stay with me though. I think this is some you know kind of young hotshot, like full of piss and vinegar, uh, young kid or whatever. If you you know, this is their humbling game. This is the game where they get taken down at PEG and it's like, hey, no like you're good but you need to work on a lot of stuff specifically the defense and i understand the ravens like had like kind of the silver bullet to the chargers um like their their um their weakness because the chargers are a terrible run defense and the ravens are really like the one of the best if not the best running team but be that as it may if the chargers are going to be successful This year or moving forward, they need to get better at those types of things. And I think this is going to be a major wake up call for them to get like refocus and be like, hey, this we need to fix this. And there's precedent for this happening in Los Angeles, not necessarily in football, but with in just movies in general, with a one Mr. Steven Spielberg, you know, he came out of the gate with uh, he came out of the gate early in his career Um, one of the best movies ever made with Jaws in 1975. And then he follows it up with Close Encounters of the Third Kind, also a great movie. And then in 1979, he has a major flop with the, with the movie called 1941. But then after that, you know, he shrugged it off. It's like, okay, get back to what I can do best. I know I can do the job well. And then he made some of the best movies and most important movies of the next two decades. Um, And so then I think this is just going to put the chargers back on track for um, being successful because you learn more from um, failure than you do from success or victory. So that's why I'm, that's why I love it.
1: Okay. That's, That's an interesting way. I like how you,
0: how you loop that around. All
1: right. My love for this week was this Raiders team putting it together, pulling it together to get that win. After everything that went on this past week, John Gruden residing. It's, it would have been easy for the Raiders to just give in and kind of give up on this game, but They didn't. Derek Carr threw for over 300 yards and two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs had 16 carries and got in the end zone. It feels like we finally saw Kenyon Drake for the first time this season. He scored two touchdowns, one on the ground, one through the air. Henry Ruggs had a couple of deep balls, got in the end zone on one one of them. Brian Edwards caught a game ceiling touchdown, uh, not touchdown, game ceiling pass down the sideline for 51 yards. And even the defense finished in the top three in fantasy this week. I guess the only person you're really disappointed in would be Darren Waller, but he still caught all five of his targets that he saw. So there's still good news there. And all of that was against a, a division rival in the Denver Broncos. I just love the way that this team put it together, pulled it together and uh, won that game. There was a lot of excitement, deep passes and yeah, really fun to watch.
2: It was a, it was a clean slate game. Like, you know, they're got rid of their coach and, I don't remember the statistic of because I think Ian told me, so we might get that to you um, in the live stream later. But it's like twenty something to whatever for teams who lose their head coach in the next game or are within the next game without their head coach. So, yeah. Something All
1: like right, that. what is something that you hated this week, Ryan?
0: Um, it's really the Chiefs' backfield, just because Williams had two touchdowns this week. And it's like, Clyde couldn't do that the whole goddamn season. and I wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, so oh, my God. Just... It's not it's not anything else for Andy Reid and why he won't use Clyde. I oh, mean, no. Ryan, I yeah, Darryl Williams can... has four touchdowns. In I don't this know season. if you can
1: blame that on Andy Reid. Andy Reid has given Clyde Edwards the ball at the goal line. Clyde Edwards does not get in the end zone.
0: <laughs> oh, I hate this whole thing. I just hate it all. First start for Darryl Williams. Two touchdowns, twenty-one carries. You know what? Clyde doesn't have twenty-one carries and any <laughs> over 12, over seventeen carries this whole season. Yeah. I mean, oh Jesus, he doesn't have a rushing touchdown, and oh, it's just it's just frustrating. That whole situation is frustrating. It has nothing to do. I don't hate anyone in this situation. It's just a frustrating situation, yeah. though.
1: Yeah, it makes sense, Keone, That's something you um, hate.
2: My my hate for this week was, I mean, and it's good for them, but for fantasy. It's the touchdowns for, like, veteran or basically no-name players. Because this is a real list of who for fantasy. Um, Especially with the Ravens, because Le'Veon Bell made a resurgence. You know, I haven't heard his name in quite a while. Devontae Freeman. Hey, he's back, I guess. They both scored. And then for Indy, Paris Campbell. I mean, I know he got injured, but it's like, all right, you couldn't have, you know, there's – Michael Pittman or maybe even T.Y. Hilton, but no. All right. Sure. Paris Zach Campbell. Zach
1: Pascoe even. Come
2: on. Yeah. And Zach Pascoe because he's the – he's you know, we've seen him as the the touchdown guy, but no. Um, and then for Donovan Peoples-Jones had two scores
0: on four catches.
2: I, I don't mean, I know if I, that's, I,
0: that's a who because I
1: started him in the league. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> what what I'm just it. saying. It's just like <laughs> – I, I don't know. I, it's – I'll, and I'll talk about him later, I guess. But still, but then everybody's favorite, you know, he, you know this guy. You saw him coming, Alden Tate, right? I mean, come on, guys, who didn't start him? Uh, we had so many vultures this week. It it looked like the aftermath of Coachella. That, that's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> all right. In my hate, you only kind of already alluded to that Chargers Ravens game. I hated that game. First off, the Ravens won, so hated it. Uh, Three (laughs) different running backs scored for the Ravens, and none of them were named Lamar Jackson, so hated that. (laughs) And then you look at the Chargers side of the ball. Justin Herbert, have him in a bunch of leagues. He finished outside of the top 20. Jared Cook was the only player that finished as a starter in their position. And I played against him in a league. This game was just not for me. It was bad for fantasy, for all of my players, and good for the people I played against. I hated this game. Let's move on. All right, on to our waiver wire for week six. What are your top three waiver wire ads this week? Remember, they have to be rostered in 33% or fewer leagues. Who wants to get us started?
0: I'll get started. Uh, okay. you, we always know a lot of teams on by this week. Yes. Uh, so if you need a quarterback, I'm picking Tua, the Samoan slingshot, going against Atlanta. After mm-hmm. just throwing for over 300 yards and two touchdowns last week, uh, only 25% rostered. Uh, I Atlanta's defense isn't that good, and I think that this is well. Back against the wall, time for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Jalen Waddle, him seem really good together, and I think they're able, they'll be able to score again.
2: All right, Keone, I am gonna go with the guy that uh, I talked about earlier in the season. He was a uh, a my guy, a head in the clouds guy. I gotta go with um, Carson Wentz. (laughs) He's back, baby. Um I mean no he's he's had a decent season I mean, um except for like a game against Tennessee but I think he's put up decent QB2 numbers uh he's technically he's wide receiver or QB23 on the season so he's in that range and like Ryan said if you have buys or if you have a lot of players are injured at, by this point in the season he's only 18.1% rostered and he can get you a decent like 20-ish point game and so I know it's not it's not great, it's not crazy, but he can he can get you the job done, especially if you need to stream a quarterback this week.
1: All right, and my first guy up on the my on the list, I have Rashad Bateman, wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. He's fourteen point six percent rostered. This was his first uh, game back after coming off the IR after starting the season on the IR. I just think he's a really talented player. He had four receptions on six targets for only 29 yards. He didn't score a touchdown, but he's just really talented. I like I like uh, watching him play. He did play 45 snaps this week. Marquise Brown led the team with 51. So he is that wide receiver too already in his first uh first week back. And I think that uh having him back opposite of Hollywood Brown is gonna open up this passing game even a little bit more. I know it's been opened up for Lamar Jackson. It seemed this season already a little bit. I think it just opens up a little bit more. Uh, getting Rashard Bateman back. I think he's a he's a good stash this week. I don't know if you if you start him up, but I think he should be rostered. Who else do you guys got?
0: Uh, my next one is gonna be C.J. Uzama. Oh, damn it, let's see. I knew I was gonna mess it up again. <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, uh C.J. Right Uzama. Yeah, he's going to play the Ravens next week. They allow the fifth most fancy points to tight ends. Um, again, uh, they're also tied for fourth and touchdowns allowed tight ends. Uh, this could be a good
2: game for him into the end zone. Keone? I'm going to kind of piggyback off that because this is a very similar player to Uzoma. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with like Mo Cox because to me, their numbers seemed really similar. They both get like a handful of catches in the past few games and they both might end up in the end zone. You never know. There's like, it seems like that's becoming an option with Mo Cox. He seems like the Zach Pascal now of the team in a way, or he just finds his way into the end zone. Um, he's 2% rostered. It's a really, really deep like waiver wire, but we're kind of already there at this point in the season to a certain extent. So I think he's a deep, deep flex option. It's just if he can get in the end zone, which you're hoping.
1: Yeah. Next up on my list is Dimitri Felton, wide uh, running back for the Cleveland Browns. He's going to be next up in case Nick Chubb misses time. We know Kareem Hunt is going to miss time. He's 2.9% rostered. This is just, I mean, this is a run first team. Baker Mayfield got that hurt shoulder. We'll see. I don't think you play him on Thursday night, but we'll see how long Nick Chubb is out. Uh just someone to stash there for you. He he has worked into the passing game. We saw him score a touchdown this season already on that long on that long uh screen pass. So we know he's got he's got juice, but he's a running back three for a reason. But Ryan, who's third yeah. on your list?
0: Uh, this is a tie, and this is just the anyone on the Rams. Uh, they are playing the Detroit Lions next week. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting a ton of points. You know how we everyone expected it for Tom Brady? And the Bucks can do it for you. The Rams are gonna do it for you. So Jackson has a few deep pass array, Van Jefferson. They're both available in uh in their 33% of leagues. Uh just get you a Rams wide receiver. I expect Matthew Stafford throw four or five touchdowns this week. I I it's gonna be a blowout quick. Is there it? are
1: is Sony Michelle part of that too, or or? Oh yeah, they're running the ball out.
0: They're they're two touchdown favorite right now, and it's in L.A. It's at home. Uh, it's just gonna be. I they're scoring.
2: I like it. Keone? So this is. I, I kind of lamented him a little bit earlier, but uh, I think I'm not exactly sure about him, and because of the passing game with this team, and it's a short week but I don't think there's very many other options. Like this is a, he's maybe the only guy to go to Donovan Peoples Jones because Jarvis Landry's injured. Um, uh, Odo Beckham Jr. might be injured with, I think, like a shoulder injury or something like that. And I know Baker Mayfield is, we're not sure about his shoulder, but they also might not have either of their t- two top running backs. So it's like, he clearly was the guy to go to this week. So maybe that might happen again in a wacky Thursday night game. So that's my only hope. But again, he's a deep, deep, deep waiver wire option um, because only because there's not very many other options on that team, potentially.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I have Donovan Peoples Jones as my third. I'll give you I'll give you uh, who's next on my list. And that's Alan Lazard, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. He has been on this team for a few years now, has never seemed to really fit into Aaron Rodgers' like favorites, quote unquote. But he got it done. He did, he did a little bit of work this past week. And so uh, like he said, I don't think this is that deep of a waiver wire week. So uh, maybe some deeper guys, some add in stashes here on this list. So yeah, Alan Lazard, but Donovan people's Jones is a good one. Is there anyone who you guys couldn't use for this list or over 33% rostered that people should be looking at first? Um, Sony, Michelle, uh, as Ryan said, he is forty-four point two percent rostered, so he would be part of this part of this list. Um, do you guys have anyone?
0: Yeah, I had a couple actually talking about the Browns. Uh, Jarvis Landry. He uh, he would he uh, almost came back last week, and they didn't activate him. And then uh, he said he might be available all week for week seven. If he's not, the Browns are so hurt. If he plays week eight. And you know, you see what happens. I, it's, he's only he's 68% rostered. It's just a guy I would be looking out for, keeping an idea of. And then uh, Zach Ertz, 48% rostered. Again, now he's on a different team. We talked about it earlier. The Cardinals are a great team, great offense. Um,
1: yeah, they lost their tight end. That's why they went yeah. and got Zach Max, Ertz, Williams, Max Williams. Williams having
0: hit the best year of his career with them. Uh, those are two guys I've been looking for.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I was able to do it this week. I found people, yes. Yeah, so I also said Zach Ertz um cuz you know he's less than 50% oh or rostered and he just got traded to a, a great team who doesn't have their tight end so you know he's has a great chance of getting the ball better than in Philadelphia I think and then I don't know the situation with Gibson and his injury but clearly you saw JD McKissick be the benef- beneficiary or the benefactor of that he's in he's uh, rostered in 46.2 um percent of leagues so if this is a a nagging injury that's gonna persist with gibson you know he might play a week he play week on week off or might maybe not the whole game um mckissick is somebody to look at because he can be a receiving back and he can get a lot of points
1: uh gibson did have an mri it's a lower leg injury that he's been dealing with so it seems like he's been dealing with it for the past few weeks but it could get worse but yeah definitely jd mckissick good good one there Um, All right, a few guys, a few names that I have. I'll just run through them. Jalen Waddle, he's 75.1% rostered. That is two. Yeah, exactly. That (laughs) surprises me. He needs to be rostered in 95 plus percent of leagues. I mean, if you have like a six-team league, I guess you don't need Jalen Waddle, but he should be rostered everywhere. He scored two touchdowns this week. That was crazy to me. Daryl Williams, Ryan, talked about him, the running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, 72.5% rostered. He is the guy while Clyde Edwards-Lair is out. Kenyon Drake, 57.8% rostered. Came in, I mean, without John Gruden, he seems like he's actually getting a little bit of work. Khalil uh, Herbert, 65% <laughs> rostered Herbert. running back for the, for the Bears. Um, Montgomery still out and uh, Williams out. I so, thought
0: he was going to have that second touchdown without that whole... Uh, uh,
1: yeah. Um, Alex Collins, he's 50.5% rostered and he was banged up there at the end of the game. I don't know. That one's uh would be one of my last ads. Um, and then another guy, Jerry Judy, 69% mm-hmm. rostered.
2: Ah.
1: <laughs> and uh, so he's he's coming uh off the IR. I don't think he plays in week seven as they play the Browns on Thursday night, but. Jerry Judy was that wide receiver one before he went down. Uh, I don't think, I don't know if he'll put up the same numbers coming back. Cortland Sutton has kind of reestablished himself, but uh, Jerry Judy should uh, maybe, maybe be looked at.
2: Okay. So then if Jerry Judy comes back, do you use that opportunity to like potentially trade Tim Patrick or.
1: I would, I would be trying to get rid of Tim Patrick right now, if you can. And if you can't trade him, hold on to Tim Patrick. He's not someone mm-hmm. you drop yet, especially like until Jerry Judy comes back and we see Tim Patrick's production go down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm holding on to Tim Patrick. But yeah, I think you start throwing out trade offers to try to move Tim Patrick. But yeah, that's that's all the guys I got. Remember, bye weeks this week, the Bills, the Chargers, the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Steelers, and the Jaguars all on bye this week. It's, it's a bunch of teams, a bunch of fantasy relevant players. So, uh, find replacements for those guys.
0: Yeah. And again, we love the help at hashtag ask FDD, Okay. Yes. Please use on Twitter. We will help you guys.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Use that hashtag and we'll be answering you guys' questions. Send us questions. Yeah. We're here to help you guys. Um, remember people are dropping players and this is not a super deep, deep week for the waiver wire. So, people are probably gonna be dropping fantasy relevant players to pick up some of these guys not paying attention. Go check who they drop after after it happens. Go see if you can go uh scavenge something from the from after the waiver wire the uh big brain big brain move right there all right.
0: that'll do it for today's episode. You guys got anything to plug? nope.
2: Um, I think this time, I know Ian said it before, but I think legitimately this time we are going to have a uh, a surprise. I think there's going to be a surprise for the next uh, podcast.
1: It'll be a surprise for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. All right. If you guys want to hear all of our content, read all anything that we have coming out, any articles, daydreamermedia.com is the website. Head over there. Uh, If you guys are listening to this podcast somewhere, so like, subscribe, wherever you guys are listening to this Apple podcast, Spotify, leave us a five star review or whatever review you want to leave. You know, we don't force nothing. But uh, if you like what you are hearing, leave that review, if you don't like what you're hearing, subscribe and just never listen again.
2: Uh, Tell us how to (laughs) fix it or tell us what you think we could change. Not that we will, but, you know, just constructive criticism.
1: There you go twitter ff daydreamers follow us over there instagram day underscore dreamer media we got posts coming out stuff coming out being interactive with y'all again like ryan said ask us some questions remember tell your friends word of mouth that's the best that's the best way for us to get out there and uh stay dreaming
2: stay dreaming stay Stay dreaming